welcome to People, Places, Planet Pod, the official podcast of the Environmental Law Institute, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization working to ensure a healthy environment, prosperous economies, and vibrant communities founded on the rule of law. Welcome to this installment of the People, Places, Planet mini-series celebrating the winners of the 2023 National Wetlands Awards. My name is Georgia Ray, and I am your host. The National Wetlands Awards are presented annually to individuals who have excelled in wetlands protection, restoration, and education. Through coordinated media outreach, educational events, and an awards ceremony in Washington, D.C., awardees receive national recognition and attention for their outstanding efforts. Today, I will be speaking with Charlotte Michaluk, this year's Youth Leadership Award winner. Charlotte has been a successful data-driven advocate for wetland conservation and a continuous force in educating the community, notably through her wetland monitoring curriculums. As a skilled designer and inventor, she is also passionate about protecting coastal wetlands through innovative cargo ship designs, making them more efficient and less detrimental to the environment. Charlotte created the concept for a hybrid wind and fossil fuel-powered cargo ship that cleans exhaust while generating power from wind energy. If scaled to the global cargo shipping fleet, Charlotte's research would reduce climate change emissions equivalent to removing 7.5 million cars off the road, protecting wetlands from the spiraling effects of climate change. Additionally, Charlotte's data collection has contributed to protecting over 200 acres of old-growth forests and wetlands and sensitive amphibian populations in New Jersey. Based on her experience in water monitoring, she was able to speak to the ecological effects of flooding on wetlands and testified to the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection in favor of strengthened inland flood protection rules. Charlotte's leadership and ingenuity have been recognized by the Department of Defense, U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory, U.S. Navy, U.S. EPA, Stockholm Junior Water Prize, Walton Sustainability Solutions, USAID, and the Society for Freshwater Science. Charlotte, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me here. So to start us off, can you give me a snapshot of your wetlands work? My work? which includes developing more environmental cargo ship technologies, teaching about freshwater bioassessment and upcycling, and wetland data collection and conservation, is centered around making environmental solutions more accessible and desirable for application. And what inspired you to get involved with wetlands work in the first place? I grew up surrounded by both inland and coastal wetlands with an immense appreciation for all living things, and also experiences at Parks and nature reserves played a significant role. From about the age of six, I have been volunteering to do chemical and biological water assessment to monitor water quality and look for patterns and trends and indications of either increasing water quality or decreasing water quality. And from seeing in both that work and also growing up by the ocean and sailing, patterns of increasing amounts of invasive species and decreasing amounts of native species, I became concerned and very motivated to take on a larger role in protecting and preserving wetlands. Particularly, more recently, in about the past five years, focusing on cargo ships as a root cause of some of the problems that wetlands experience as a result of climate change and also 
increasing acid rain and habitat acidification. Interesting. And you kind of got at it a little bit in that answer. What makes your work unique? How do you approach these issues differently from those with other backgrounds or focus areas within the wetland space? I try to focus on the economics of the shipping industry and current regulations, considering that while we develop long-term solutions to climate change and human health problems through renewable energy, local sourcing, and reduced consumption, short- and medium-term solutions that work with the existing economic and technological systems are also essential. Ships, in particular, have long lifetimes. So if there are changes that can be made to existing vessels, such as retrofitting a flutner rotor onto them to make them more efficient, this is very important. So my next question, I want to ask you, you are our Youth Wetlands Award winner this year, and we've talked or I mentioned in my introduction how important using data is in your work. And unlike some of our other awardees, you really grew up with technology. How has that shown up in your work and how do you think technology can be further integrated into wetland conservation? I see the significance of technology through two different paths. The first one being education. Growing up in school, interactive simulations, especially in science and physics classes, are common to give students a feel for data collection and experiments and recognize patterns between different variables. And this can similarly be applied to interactive experiences in wetlands where students can change things such as conditions of water quality and then see how right there in that moment what would change to that ecosystem and how that would impact humans. In this past year, I have expanded my technological skills to include mathematical simulation and modeling to obtain data to further develop my cargo ship devices and get a better understanding of how they can best be controlled in order to optimize capabilities and make them even more desirable to cargo ship owners and operators. Also, technology has significance in terms of data collection, environmental monitoring, databases that can be used and have been used in my experience to inform decision-making about land use patterns. Great. So you just mentioned your mock-up of a hybrid wind and fossil fuel-powered cargo ship that cleans the exhaust while generating power from wind energy. That's such a cool idea. Can you tell me more about this project, its feasibility, how you got started, where you're going next? I am so fascinated by the ocean and by ships. And for the past few years, I have been working on different ways to make cargo ships more efficient and have less of a climate change impact, while also maintaining economic value and economic desirability, since cargo ships transporting about 90% of global trade have such an immense economic impact and global impact. So this hybrid wind and fossil fuel powered cargo ship that cleans exhaust while generating power from wind energy is a novel and innovative design that combines two things that are gaining popularity and significance in the cargo shipping world, which are exhaust scrubbers and flutner rotors. Most recently, I have also tested proof of concept for a seakeeping capability of flutner rotors and have optimized control systems for that as well. I have some next steps through funding 
that I have received from various grants to do further testing to more deeply understand feasibility and application. And the central idea behind this is being able to have environmental technologies in a way that maximizes revenue through cargo space and minimizes operating costs. That's definitely a valent aim. Is this something you started doing through school on your own time or how did it come about? The interest in cargo ships in particular developed independent of school from spending time on the water and seeing cargo ships with their immense emissions and then also seeing the effects of global warming and the invasive species transport contributed to by cargo ships. However, I also love to incorporate perspectives and understandings from all different subjects in school, whether it's learning science and technology, or the, even the historical context of how our society and economy has been shaped, which now influences policy and land use decisions. Well, I'm excited to see how your work continues to develop as well. So last but not least, I know education is important to you and you've been involved in educating others on this topic. How have you worked to engage other young people and community members more generally in wetland conservation? I have developed curricula and run education programs across four states and have reached thousands of people. And these topics range from herpetology to upcycling. I also run beach cleanups to collect discarded rope. And last summer in 2022, I was able to collect over 50 pounds of rope with my sister and inspired many others. I have also begun to use social media to inspire others and raise awareness on environmental issues. And this included being featured on the Solve for Nature podcast. I think what can be especially beautiful and inspiring is seeing the transformation with a little education and just providing the opportunity to see certain topics from a different perspective, such as seeing people come in to a program with a very negative view of animals such as frogs, and then have the opportunity to then come out of that program seeing them as beautiful and incredibly important creatures in our ecosystems. Yes, I, I agree with you. I think frogs are a really great kind of microcosmic example of how important the wetlands can be. So thank you for telling me about it and engaging in some education on our podcast today and for and congratulations on your award. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to People, Places, Planet Pod, brought to you by the Environmental Law Institute. We would like to hear from you. So please send us your questions, comments, and ideas to podcast at ELI.org. And if you're interested in learning more about our work, attending one of our events, reading our publications, or becoming a member, please visit our website at www.eli.org.